And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's The Plague, week 24 of the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. He's a writer and former MTV VJ and co-host of the podcast Homophilia. It's Dave Holmes. He's a writer for the upcoming show Keenan on NBC and co-host of the podcast Homophilia. It's Matt McConkey. And she's a comedian who has so few possessions, Marie Kondo told her to start keeping things that merely spark apathy. It's Renee Colbert. Tone Zone is here to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. JK, we're all in hell. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little crawfish stuffed beignets. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular carbohydrate, which I have to say I don't think I would enjoy. I don't need fish in my beignets. But anyway, that particular one was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. By Mike Polk. Uh, and there were a lot of good contenders. I There was lemon curd pavlovas, which Jess Flowers sent in. This might be a first, me naming two people and two carbs. But anyway, uh, lots of fun stuff on Patreon. You can suggest the carbohydrate that I will uh, address you as. You can, you can see this video, this very video of what you're hearing right now. Uh, extra bonus episodes. And I've started upping the bonus episodes where I answer all your questions. No topic off limits yet. <laughs> Um, this past week, you can watch a video of me interrupting myself repeatedly to try to get the mosquito that is terrorizing me. Anyway, all of that is on patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Um, I've started putting my Monday show episodes up on YouTube. So I just had Esther Pavitsky, little Esther on uh, youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. And please subscribe because I'm measuring my self-worth based on my subscribers. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I would like to say hello to my guests. We have a, a fun show today. Hello, and welcome back, Renee Colvert. Hello. I've missed you so much. So Me good to be too. back. I, there have even been some Apple podcast reviews. And my my whole soul wants to say iTunes, but I get sure. that it's Apple Podcasts. We podcast. all do. Yeah. We've gotten some Apple podcast reviews from people saying, where is Renee? Oh, those where is Renee? sweeties. Those sweet, sweet, sweeties. Well, I'm right here. I'm right here. I don't want to brush over. I don't want fish in my beignet. I feel like that's a catchphrase that you might want to bring back. That's like a t-shirt, right? <laughs> yeah. Because there's those it. people who are like... right now, but... Yeah. Okay. I need... My merch is in disarray, and I need to get sure. it in array, and well, maybe that's what I need. Up again. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of questions for you. Okay. I need to know why tug is it daycare now what's going on but we're going to sure. come back to that okay don't right. let me forget oh i won't matt mcconkey hello hello this is hello then my first time meeting you yes i'm a fan this is an honor fan of everybody here in fact i wrote one of those where is renee reviews <laughs> on, on apple podcasts not itunes did okay did you write it before knowing that you were going to be on with Renee or after? Because I think that's I important. didn't really write it. I was just doing a joke. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to start a revolution. <laughs> Matt, 
I was doing a joke too. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> this God is damn it. a terrible Again. start, Allison. I'm sorry. I'm I... not normally this awkward. <laughs> do you still want to do the revolution together? What was? Yeah. Oh yes. Where is Renee? The Where is Renee Revolution? <laughs> okay. Let's do it. People want to know. Let's do it in uh, earnest this time. Okay. I won't fuck it up. For thank you, Dave Holmes. Hello. Hi. How are Welcome. you? Welcome. To the show. Now, you've been on a couple times, but you've always been on the Monday interview show. You've not been on the Thursday show where we talk about nothing and also carbohydrates. And no, also I nothing. haven't. This is, now you are. This is very exciting. Yeah. And you know what I want to talk to you about right now hmm. um, is mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's do it. Let's get well, into ha- mosquitoes. So what? I was raising my <laughs> finger like, let's say hello to Tony and then let's get into oh. mosquitoes. Because okay. there was another episode where I've... It was with Doug Benson and Doug Mellard, and I. There were like technical issues, and I got so wrapped up in stuff that I forgot to say hi to Tony, and he's never let me forget it. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> gotta say. It. I mean, technically, you still haven't done it yet. So Tony oh. Thaxton, hello, and welcome hello. to the show. Oh, thank you, thank you for welcoming <laughs> me to the show. I should be welcoming <laughs> you to the show every week as well. Well, go for it. Welcome to the show, Allison. Thanks for being oh. here. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'd, I'd really like to dive into mosquitoes, if we could. Oh, Let's good. Let's do it. It's, okay, the great. time has come. Yeah. So I am besieged at all times by mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. They are in an indoor and outdoor. They are morning, noon, and night. They're absolutely terrible. However, I have found a product that works. Is, it is. I feel like I know what it's going to be because people keep recommending it. And by that, I just mean I saw some very passionate stories on Instagram about it. And I went out and got it. If it's the thing I think and I don't find it to work as well, what is it? Tell me what you think it is. The bug bite thing. No. Oh. I don't know what the bug bite thing is. Well, the bug fuck bite me. <laughs> <laughs> the bug bite thing is this little like suction device. That okay. looks like a tiny corkscrew almost. It's got these little arms that you pull, and you you're supposed to stick it. Oh, I have no idea what that is. Stick like the business end of it over the bite, and then pull <laughs> on the lever, and it's supposed to suck the venom out. Um, oh, it, oh wow! No, it hurts no. a tiny bit in a way that's like satisfying in the way because you know how you want to like destroy the bite, but yeah. um, I don't find that it really reduces the itching. Okay, tell me, rock my world, Dave Holmes. Avon Skin So Soft. Stop it right Whoa. now. What? What? Avon Skin So Soft. It's a, there's a lotion. It comes in wipes. Uh, there's an aerosol spray. There's a pump spray. Uh, my friend Irene White uh, got it from, from her Avon lady. And she's like, I swear to God, it works against these bugs. I tried it once. It works. I used to get devoured by mosquitoes. And now I don't anymore. Now, um, is I've, this- I've bought it for friends. I have passed it around. I now have an Avon lady. What? Um, A lot to digest. I can't believe they got to you. Gonna say, you saying that you have an Avon lady, I was like, is this a precursor for and breaking news, I'm selling Avon now? But you're not. No. You know, you're not in with Big Avon. It just works. I'm not. I'm not. I have uh, I have an Avon lady. Her name is Yuna. She lives in Sherman Oaks. Um, I go right to her house. She she leaves the lotion or the spray or whatever by the flower pot. I stick a, a check <laughs> under the welcome mat. Um, I have rec- I have I have given skin so soft to other people, and it seems to work for them too. Um, I have I have given Yuna's information to to other people, so now they have an Avon lady. I got a call from her over the weekend because my friend Josh was on the way out to uh, to get some skin so soft. <laughs> 
And she said, she said, hello, Dave, this is you, not thank you for telling your friend Josh about me. Okay, bye. That was the full message. Um, she has a shiny brand new five series BMW. So she's killing it with the Avon sales. And, uh, and I love her. And most importantly of all, it works. I have a question about this skin so soft you speak of. Is, is, is the mosquito repellent part of it? actually something that is supposed to be a quality of it or is this something that has been discovered by you or tony tony i'm glad you asked thank you i'm glad you asked are you sure Um, you're not this is a (laughs) that's uh, this is a product listen i'm open to the idea um this is a product that has been found to have bug repelling properties but that but it was not the point of it from the beginning Mm -hmm. um it's and it's and only pockets of our country seem to know this. I mentioned it to a friend of mine from North Carolina who was like, oh yeah, no, skin so soft. We use this all the time. Um, so it's, I th- it's just a, it's, uh, it, I forget what the word is that I'm searching for right now. It's incidental mm-hmm. to the product itself. The product itself is a, a lotion to make your skin so soft, but it also <laughs> repels bugs and it actually works. And it's like at the time when they're at their worst and I've just applied, I watch as these little bastards like, like fly up to my leg and then kind of bounce off. Like they're, it, it, they don't like it. What so, does it smell like? Because is it like, it smells so bad. Even the bugs don't like it. No, 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 no. It doesn't smell. It doesn't smell like bug spray at all. It smells like lotion, but there's just, there's some quality that repels bugs. God. I need to get this. Um, yes, you do. Should I, call I will Yuna? send you Yuna's information. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even know that there were Avon ladies anymore still. I mean, you I guess there believe. are. Uh, Dave, at this point, this will be the second person. Like, you might as well open up your own little Yeah, I think unit. you're a district manager you, at this yeah, point. Yeah, you need to be in yeah. Una's downline. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah, going to say upstream. you might be right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll think about it. I'm, if we n- talk about this long enough, that woman who hosts that podcast – this is a great story, and I'm telling it so well. That woman who ho- – Jane Marie is going to show up and do a podcast episode on this. She does oh, the podcast. The dream. What is it called? Yes, The Dream About oh, yeah. Multi-Level Marketing. Um, yeah. Okay. So a couple things about mosquitoes. Tony, can you play the thing that we play, the news jingle, even though this is barely news? Yes. I don't know if it's saying brings you news or breaking news. This is barely either. Um, but I did once work as a news girl, so I feel that people would expect me to have real news. And this is just something I've just barely gleaned. But um, apparently the mosquitoes that we have here in L.A. now are not indigenous to here. And somehow no, they Chinese. got brought. Is that their Chinese? Mm-hmm. They okay, came in a Donald shipment Trump. of bamboo. They've been they've been traced back to a, a shipment of bamboo three years oh, ago. Oh wow! Now, yeah, or maybe I, more than that. But there's I saw because I have um, <clears throat> mosquitoes have now become my passion and my curse. Uh, I mm-hmm. was reading some like vector control site linked to through Nextdoor, and it has pictures of three different mosquitoes which are here now. And apparently, they like some of them carry West Nile and Zika, and they can give your dog heartworm. So I'm freaked out on like so many different levels. But yeah. I th- 
do you happen to know which one it is it, that's from China? Because there's like three different strains that are here. I, I believe it's the tiger mosquito, the, okay. the stripy one. Yes, that's what I saw yeah. in here. Um, oh, no. I need to get this wow. Avon skin so soft. A weird thing, a weird thing is happening though, which is in my house, I'm the only one getting bitten, uh, and then my husband spoke to our neighbors last night, and the the wife is the only one getting bitten, and apparently, like, there's again, this is tangentially new, like, there's some sort of certain people, I don't, I think it's like a DNA thing, maybe or genetic, uh, have a predilection to getting bitten, and. Maybe the mm-hmm. rest of them are wearing Avon Skin So Soft, or they just naturally <laughs> don't have this problem. Did anyone else on this show are you guys getting bitten? Oh yeah, okay, like yeah. crazy. Yeah. I I have it's not a solution like Dave has, but I have a cautionary tale of if you do get bit. Mm. I was uh, laying down on the couch, so head propped up on my back, and my just my calves were itching so bad. And I have a full length mirror in my bedroom, which is maybe ten feet away, but I can't get up. There's no, no I, I was laying down. Uh, so I was like, but I had my phone with me. So I was like, you know what I'll do is I'll just, I'll just take a pic. I'll just take a quick pic of my legs up and grab my calves. So not only did I have to do with itchy legs, but then I had to do with what that photo looks like <laughs> in bad lighting. <laughs> cover, like just covered in mosquitoes. Hasn't worked out in six months. So I, mosquitoes and I are, we're really having a, a time. Because yeah. they've lowered my self-esteem and made me itchy. They go right for the leg. Thank you. They do. Yes. Oh, yeah. Exactly. exactly. I'm also getting wrist and finger. I'm, those might be fleas. I, I don't know. But <laughs> how gross my house and my body sounds. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm getting knees, legs, and, uh, and wrists. Mm-hmm. I, what, I'm, what we getting them, I'm getting them all mostly leg, but... Was anyone else sold the bill of goods when you moved to LA? I moved here almost 20 years ago. We don't have mosquitoes in California. It was just Mm -hmm. sort of, I just accepted that as a fact. And I don't know when it changed. It was three years ago. Okay. So this is, this is breaking news for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was having a similar thought because literally yesterday and to kind of go with what your thing you were saying, Allison, is I was outside yesterday with, two people that were both females and they kept talking about being bit and I was not noticing it. Hmm. Misogynist mosquitoes. (laughs) And I I was having that same thought of, I also don't remember there being mosquitoes here. Like this is the first year I even remember people talking about it. Um, Yeah. Like three summers ago, there were a few, um, then slightly more and more last summer. I remember being really bothered by them and they hung around until like November Oof. and this year, like from March on, it's just been unbearable. That is until I discovered Avon skin. So, so. <laughs> it's the wildest it's promotion. Um, it's the truth. I was not aware that they, that California used to not have them. This is what my husband yeah. Daniel was saying last mm-hmm. night that the big selling point for LA, it wasn't the film industry and it wasn't the beaches. It was that, and it wasn't that you can drive an hour and you can be skiing. Uh, no, it was that there was no mosquitoes. I had never heard this, and I grew up here, but in Orange County, where I think I feel like we've always had mosquitoes down there. I don't know. Hmm. I, but I, I don't. Rem- I remember being like, "Oh gosh, this is so nice that we don't have mosquitoes here." So I yeah, think I remember I think there like might have been bragging about it to people from yeah. Ohio, but uh, I clearly don't know shit. so dave and matt you guys host a podcast called homophilia how did you guys meet how did you meet each other 
How'd you meet we, Cute? <laughs> I, well, we were we were we were following each other on on Twitter and had, had exchanged Twitter pleasantries, and I was of course a fan of Dave's. And, and I had uh, I, that's kind of you, but a fan <laughs> for what? Nobody knows. <laughs> a, a fantastic I, Twitter feed at the time. And I, I uh, was talking to Earwolf about doing a podcast and wanted to do some kind of like queer um, interview podcast. Like, what is the what is the queer version of the Mark Marin show? Not that I can compare myself or aspire to be Mark Marin, but that was kind of the general concept. And um, they were basically like, "Love that idea." don't love you what about doing it with someone and i was like sure but everybody's got a podcast already like no one's gonna no one's available that who who is you know a get and colin oh this is a big compliment for you dave this is literally what happened colin suggested dave holmes and i was like yeah i love him he actually follows me on twitter no big deal but he will never do it he's got like three podcasts he's dave holmes we don't and then he did. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I'd been sort of perpetrating something similar in the back of my mind, and I just wasn't getting anywhere with it because, uh, you know, it was just me, and I was left to my own devices. And then it was like, oh, okay, well, if Colin Anderson wants to put something together with Matt McConkie, then this is an actual show, and we can do it. And we did. How- we just had our three-year anniversary. <gasps> Tony, Play something oh, celebratory. Sorry, I was I was about to. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There. But you know the the better. one thing you're leaving out, Matt McConkey, is that you did uh, a show called Rock Bottom that was like a oh, yeah. limited run spinoff of Bitch Sesh. Um, it was like an early version of what we're doing now, and it was so good. Um, and the conversations were so like soulful and smart and nourishing. And I was like, oh, I like this guy. You're very sweet. And we got yeah. – uh, and so we essentially got set up by Earwolf. How do you feel like you complement each other? Uh, Matt is smart, which I am not. <laughs> so that helps. That's not true. Um, people have, all, people always have already know heard it's 100% know that's not true. <laughs> no, it's 100% true. Because I'm, like, I'm always like there's something I want to know, but I don't have the words or the – or like just the – like – bedside manner to like ask the and I'm like as I'm thinking about how to do it Matt's already done it and done it elegantly and and beautifully yeah, so everything Dave is saying is nonsense and I I tell you <laughs> I'm telling you this from the depths of my soul that no, it's, it's absolutely ex- true. that's all a lie and it's the exact opposite like that is Dave is a absolute truth a natural born host in the truest, in the very best sense, not in a like fucking morning radio thing, but in a, he's a class act and can, and can, you know, host and, and be just effortlessly polished and professional in any, you know, environment. And, um, I am a meandering you know, strange this is, person as you this is wrong. this see this is where this is where you've gone off you've gone off piste here. Uh, Matt is absolutely brilliant at <laughs> at asking the right question at the right moment. You are magnificent. Well, it's the truth. Um, but no, I mean it is uh, it's uh, a 
the one of my longest lasting relationships. True. <laughs> Same. Can, can I ask you guys um, a gay culture question? I'm not even sure I'm categorizing that correctly, but I just want to run okay. something by you. Um, okay. When I have uh, an LGBTQ person on my show and it's a Monday show, you know, my Monday, my Monday shows, my interviews, I usually like, it goes fairly deep. And so I oftentimes ask, oftentimes their coming out story come. Well, I ask about their coming out story and I have had the feedback that you don't ask straight people when they realized they were straight. Um, and so I, and my response to that is, is usually like, but I, but in this world, I know that coming out has got to be a tough thing for someone to do usually. And if not, that's great. But like, I feel like that's usually part of someone's story, but I'm wondering like, am, is that question not cool anymore? Like, should I not be talking about that with someone? Well, I, I hope it's still cool. Cause we do the same thing. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, you are assumed in this culture to be straight. So literally, literally from birth. So like when, when there's like, when someone's holding a little boy baby, for example, and, and like a, a woman who is not the baby's mother or any relative is in the room and the boy baby stares at the woman, everybody says, oh, he's flirting. flirting. Which like, if it were, if it were a strange man that he was staring at, and you said something like that, people would be like, why are you trying to fuck my baby? Like, why, why are you sexualizing <laughs> yeah. a baby? You know, but it's just so it's seen as so it's just that is the way that you are assumed to be. So you mm-hmm. if you come out, you have to like there's decades usually of like societal conditioning to get over and, mm-hmm. and it's and it's a difficult thing. And it's yeah, no, I, I think it's such a part of everyone's life, even now, even when those assumptions aren't as widespread as they were. Okay. Yeah, it's such uh, a right yeah, of no, it's an passage. important part of someone's story. It, yeah. yeah, we all have that story. Even if your story is just like it was super obvious and eventually my mom just was like, When are you gonna tell me you're gay? Which is basically my story, you know. But everyone has them and I don't know, I think we're so um I, I I like talking about it. I love hearing other people's. So I don't know. Yeah, okay. and it's it's it is it sets the tone for your adult life. You know, like you're you are ending a, a, a an experience that you have done in solitude, and you're bringing the rest of the world into it. And it's like it's you know it's it's a thing. It's an event. So yeah, I don't. I don't. No, of course you don't ask straight people when they came out because they didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's I, why I mean, you don't ask that. I do under <laughs> I do understand the comment, which is kind of like why yeah. are why do you have two different tracks of questioning? But right. I feel like it's. I don't think that. That's not really what it is. Tracks though. of questioning. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's, you you wouldn't because it isn't a it's not a story. Right. Yeah. Right. I think you keep on asking. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That you you've received our seal of approval on that one, so yeah, you can throw You're that in their faces. The hosts of homophilia are fine. Yes, with my, they're they're encouraging of my line of questioning. 
So I will stick with it. Thank you guys. Goddamn right. Very much. Thank you (laughs) very much. Now, I was listening to your episode with Byron Lane, and you you read um, an Apple podcast review, I believe, where someone was like, you can tell that you guys love all your guests. And you said, well, not all of them. And I was just curious. Obviously, I'm not going to ask you to name names. Question, since all of us host podcasts, I'm wondering if it's the same mm-hmm. for all of us. What would make for a bad guest or a guest that you wouldn't love? Hmm. Um, I'm just thinking of the one uh-huh. main person that we probably hated the most and just what was it about that person? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And other people, think, other guests that have felt like them. Yeah. There have been a few and I think it's, like there are different kinds of podcasts, right? Ours is conversational. We want to – it should be the same whether it's a super-duper huge star or or just kind of a regular person. It should feel like we're all sitting around a table, you know, having cocktails and, you know, and just talking about stuff. So it's – I think if you come – I think if a guest comes in – expecting it to be fresh air with Terry Gross Mm -hmm. and like us to have analysis of their work or whatever um, and are put out when we don't, then it's like, then it's difficult to get started. But that's not the point of the show. You know what I mean? Um, And always, 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 um, it is the people who you've never heard of who get, their nose at a joint when you aren't familiar with their with their body of you know their Instagram videos or whatever <laughs> you know what I mean and I, I will you say know, and and like we had Matt Bomer and the, and we sat and talked for an hour and a half and had a ball and never by the talked way, about white collar halfway through Matt Bomer's interview I was like and it's cool he was t- he was talking about you know, like Marvel movies and um and I was like it is cool to me that you've never gone the superhero route and he said well I I do play a superhero on a show on the yeah. DC streaming network that's airing right now. And I was like, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and yeah. He let me off the hook because he's Matt Bomer. He doesn't have yeah. anything to prove. But right. I, I will say, yeah, I think uh, very generally speaking, YouTubers tend to be a difficult popular, uh, you know, I just can't speak their language and that's on me. I am a a grandma and I don't, understand from whence they came and they (laughs) feel the same and then some yeah and it's um yeah i i will i will uh second that um (laughs) only be well for a lot of reasons but mostly because youtube people um can't not speak in bits they're Mm -hmm. just real they tend to be always on because that is you know if they're in front of a microphone they have to be always on and and it's like and everyone I guess is to a degree uh, in the entertainment world, but th- but that's such a specific kind of being always on, mm-hmm. and uh, and it doesn't uh, lead to good conversation. Am so, I right? Matt? Yeah. Are we going to get docs for saying that? No, not at all. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Bring it on. When someone is unhappy because you haven't uh, analyzed their body of work, and how how were you aware? that this person was upset? Um, you can, you can tell when somebody's carrying themselves like, um, like they're on their Oscar tour. <laughs> mm, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it, and it 
usually is somebody who's, you know, done three significant TikToks in their career. (laughs) And, you know, they really want you to know about it. And and you know, you know, when people start sentences with the word again as like a little passive aggressive, they say again. It's that, but it's instead of again, it's, well, uh, as you may have seen in People magazine, uh, but or it's uh, yeah. well, as I said on my podcast, it's you know the 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 implication being like you idiot, uh, you should yeah. know all of this because you know I am who I am. Do you right. ever accidentally say something? Not something. At, I, I don't think you could accidentally be like well, as I mentioned in People magazine, but I mean like <laughs> just starting something with again. And then you afterwards you're thinking about it and you're like fuck I, I'm so con- that I accidentally sounded so bitchy. Do you ever? I do. That's the kind of thing that I'll sit there like worrying about years later. Yeah, I just did that in conversation a couple of weeks ago. I said like I've said like three or four <laughs> times, and I didn't mean it like uh, to repeat. But I was just I was um, I was going over some stuff and I wanted there there were a few major points that I wanted to underline and I did it by saying as I've said or like I've said or whatever and and then I then I was like oh I hope that the person that I'm talking to doesn't think that I think he's wasting my time right I didn't and then it you was want- just a figure of speech that I over relied on I sometimes wonder then should I say something to them but I know yeah, that's delicate because you can I feel like that can make it worse or more awkward sometimes. Yeah. You mean when you're the person who is getting the again? No, when you, ax- when you said, when you again someone, you but you the- didn't mean for it to sound so bitchy, but it did. Got it. You worry it did. Yeah. I do that in text a lot. I will circle back to something and because there's no nuance, there's no tone right. of voice, obviously, and I'll go, ooh, that sounded terrible, and then I'll over explain <laughs> it, and the person inevitably is like, oh, didn't read it that way at all. It's fine. Yeah, got it. Yes. You're fine. Same. Renee. Yes. Tugboat and his new daycare life that I've been following along on on Instagram. What's going on? Are you yeah. actually working somewhere now? I Like in am. an office, I mean? Oh, no, not in an office. I, uh, so now I want to say how great homophilia is. I also think it's so great. If Allie mm. Ward was here, I would be like, I am in a room with the three grest, grest or best interviewers in the biz. Like... You guys, you're just, you're so good. I'm telling you, it's this thing about just being curious that I feel like nobody else has mastered. Either somebody's like trying to be razzmatazz or they're trying to impress their guest with a question. And you guys keep that a secret because that's how you stay the best, I think. I haven't mastered it. Thank I haven't you. figured out how to do it. But and we want to say how great Renee Colvert is. <laughs> she is our, our new producer as of a few months ago. And it's not that we had bad times with our previous producers. However, this is night and day. Like, ooh. Game changer. Yeah, absolutely Sweet. game changer. And Sweet. a delight. A long time delight. Guys. She's kind of Jerry Maguire'd us, you know? Just stepped <laughs> yeah. in and scrubbed <laughs> us up real good. Yeah. Exactly. A lot of swinging a fish around. It's uh, a whole thing. But we're going to get up there. <laughs> uh, yes. So I am. I'm working uh, from home. And like you can see, is such a sweet little sweetie. Oh, just uh, just tuckered out. out over there, just tuckered. <laughs> so, but I I 
cannot tell if he is genuinely hot when I take him on a hike or I have spoiled him so much that he knows that if he throws himself to the ground, he will get carried the rest of the hike. And <laughs> it's just, it's not good for my back. It's not good for him. It's not good for the people seeing us. So <laughs> I am three blocks away from Griffith Park, which is just a dream in and of itself. But I got a buddy over here who's a sprinter, not a marathoner, and he just doesn't yeah. like, you know, endurance sports. So uh, so I am getting frustrated because I like endurance sports and I like hiking uh, and he's getting frustrated because now he's getting dragged up a mountain. So it's just like, yeah, OK, I can't I can't be we can't be yelling at each other first thing in the morning. So I have uh, now sent him to uh, a daycare, which, gosh, I feel like we all know each other at this point. The uh, the kiddos who do Hollywood Handbook, oh. Sean, his dog yeah. Bosch goes to this daycare, which is all the way in Culver City. And I know for people who aren't in wow. Los Angeles. That's far if away. I'm in, yeah. But there's no traffic right now. So right. Uh, this will be Do absolutely, right? uh, absolutely unsustainable once traffic picks back up. But for right now, it is this lady who has turned her house into a dog daycare and there's a pool. So Ooh, Tugboat man. gets to take himself on a little swim on a daily basis. But he's also a goddamn class clown in that... <laughs> He just, I think it is, it's a combination of like, he had, he had a really rough start. Uh, so I think he, he does have anxiety, but then he looks the way he looks so he can get away with anything. But the last Thursday, last daycare that he was at, uh, the first picture I got is he was just hanging out the, the window of the house. Uh, and I was like, they're not supposed to be in the house. They're supposed to be outside, but I guess they let him in the house. Uh, and then he was just jumping in and out of the window and they were letting it happen <laughs> yeah. and it was fine. Then they finally like closed the window. And then the next text I get from the lady, is just like, he, he lifted the window and let all of his friends in. So <laughs> just, wow. Can, uh, but hasn't gotten himself kicked out yet. So we'll oh. see. It's real. I love this. Real entertaining. Uh, and fun for me, I don't know if it's fun for the daycare lady, but it's fun for me. Mm. I, oh, love I love that tugboat who is like, what did his results end up? He's Pitbull and he's Border Collie, sure. right? You know what? We're uh, thanks to you. Thanks and to Allison Rosen promo code. Uh, we've got it's in the mail. Uh, before that, I was using Wisdom Panel and Wisdom mm. Panel said 75% Pitbull, 25% something fluffy. So hopefully Embark can help out a little bit. Well, what I was going to say is, Again, what I was saying, <laughs> um, it's amazing to me that your dog, who's like a rugged outdoors dog, mm-hmm. is not athletic enough for you. Yes. Well, no, and I, it's, uh, yes. What do we think, Dave? What's our, what are our thoughts on this? No, I was just going to say, uh, dogs are not great with conservation of energy. Yeah. Uh, Finn is very much the same way. If uh, Ben or I goes running uh, with him, um, he sprints for a mile. And then, and then he can barely keep up for the rest of it because right. he's just so excited to be out there and he can't, I mean, and we can't communicate to him that this is going, we're going to be out you here. You got to pace while. yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's the, just a general dog thing. Um, oh no, I call myself the queen of segues and I am, I am. F- you can do it. Oh, this is my favorite kind of segue to you just got this. Sort of um, sit in it and acknowledge it. Uh, yeah. 
speaking of running and fitness and stuff like that, whether you're working from home mm-hmm. or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not what your roommates, neighbors, significant others are listening to. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you drop hundreds of dollars on a pair... Check out wireless earbuds from Raycon. You already know Raycon earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and that they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands you know. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet, with six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. They're super comfortable. Perfect for conference calls or binging podcasts. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems to distract anyone during video calls. The company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Allison Rosen are obsessed with Raycons. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash best friend. That's buyraycon.com slash best friend for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash best best friend. Now, here's where that segue wasn't up to my usual ones. At the beginning, you might, you, you probably thought, oh, she's going to do like some fitness thing, but it's sure. not. So well, that's on me. Yeah. I mean, it was a little, yeah, it was a little, it wasn't yeah. completely bad, but it wasn't like I was about to talk about like workout equipment. Well, I guess you could say no. it's workout equipment. You are a little yeah. bit. You can and I'm glad that you hit on it. Because, like, I, I love that you hit on the discretion of the product because I know when I'm working out and somebody says, oh, what are you listening to? And then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, they notice that I have earbuds in. Yeah. I'm humiliated. It's I'm so humiliated. embarrassing. I hate it. There's nothing worse. <laughs> so, yeah, it's good that this is a discreet product. Exactly. Yes. You so, nailed it. Tony – Oh, no, what yes. were you going to say, Renee? I was going to just compliment your transition and say a transition that you know is coming isn't a good transition. You got to twist it. And you did. Thank so you. Good job. Mm. Thank you very much. Uh, now, Tony, well, I'm putting him on blast, but he was excited that okay. Dave was coming on. Um, and Tony and I have pretty similar, I feel like, we kind of grew up around us in a similar time. Tony, did you used to watch Dave on, um, on in his VJ days? Oh, yes, for sure. Yeah. I was, let's see, what, when did you start? Was that 97, 98, something like 98. that? 98. 98. 98. Okay. Yeah. So I was like two years out of high school. So I was like, pre, you know, maybe, maybe slightly older than the, uh, the target audience, but per, right, right uh-huh. in that wheelhouse pretty much. Yeah. So definitely. Well, I was way older than the target audience. <laughs> um, it's, it's so strange to mix with, um, with people who are grownups who say things like, oh, I watched you when I was in seventh grade or whatever. Yeah. Like that to me is very strange because now we're interacting as adults. Mm-hmm. What is even stranger is ne- – or, or like being in meetings, like pitching to people who like watched you when they were 12 and now it's like you're like, will you please buy my show idea? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's stranger now is the people I'm pitching to are like, I, what's MTV? I don't, I don't know what that is. You know what I mean? Or like, oh, wow. oh is that the, is that the network that uh, you know Teen Wolf was on or whatever? It's like <laughs> now it's a whole new group, like people who whatever. Um, Does that worry? Long story you? short, thank you for watching. Pardon me. <laughs> Does that worry you? Like, was um, what, what is my question? Like, does it is it weird? Was that a? Ugh. 
this sounds like an insulting question. I'm concerned that it sounds like insulting that I'm saying like, was that like a feather I'm, in your cap to be able to go in and you were someone that they were familiar with because you are and you were an MTV VJ. And if they're like, I right. don't know what that is. Yeah, no, but it definitely does. It, it makes you very aware of your mortality for sure. It makes <laughs> you very aware of the passage of time, you know, mm-hmm. but I also um, do yeah, feel no, like are people who did not grow up watching and understanding the importance of Madonna and Michael Jackson and uh, Prince music videos and everything, you know, the culture around it, if they don't have that history, are they, are they worthy of just being? Uh, do I want to trust them with my show ideas? Yeah. No, of course not. Should course they, not. should we stop? Should there be a cutoff where just no new, no new people? Maybe, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My, my good friend Scott uh, had a pitch a couple of years ago and he, and he, in it, he referenced the stormtroopers from Star Wars and the person he was pitching to was like, I don't, I don't know. I, what is, I haven't seen that. So what oh, is that? Boy. Oh, come yeah. on. Which like, come on. If you're going to yeah. be in, you know, I feel like television that production, is, you should. Sometimes I feel like those people are like faking it though. Not even necessarily yes. in the yeah. Star Wars incident, right. but like they're trying to like, oh, I'm I'm too yeah. cool to even know what that is. Yes, yeah. I have yeah. a gay friend or like, how good are you at explaining it to me? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And but I, I no, I I think you're right because I have a a gay guy friend who's like way too proud of the fact that he's never seen Sex in the City. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's not that, that is not, that in itself is not a personality. Like, no, you know, right. like he right. thinks we're all going to be like, wow, you are <laughs> one in a million. How did you miss it? Like, you don't know what it means when I say like, she's such a Charlotte. That's crazy. And it's like, even if you didn't watch it, we all know what that means yeah. by now. You know? Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. You've taken enough of it in it. just through cultural osmosis. You know what a Star Trooper is. You know what a Carrie is. You should know what a yeah. Dave Holmes is. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> Here's one sure. that I was baffled by, and it made me feel old, although I don't suspect that anyone was trying to be cool. Back in the Adam Carolla show days, one of the um, younger people who worked there had no idea who Christy McNichol was. Does everyone yeah. here know who Christy McNichol is? Yes, but not super well, though. Like I, I'm more familiar with the name. I can't pinpoint her, though try i mean she was an actress Dang. we'll wait until you get it tony try <laughs> uh yeah I, I believe she was a sitcom actress uh but i could i do not recall what show she was on am i right about that part at least yeah well sort yes, of but that's yeah. not what her the main thing that she's known for she, it was like was it 70s or 80s movies like um Little foxes and with little darlings, you know, little, little darlings. darlings, little darlings with a young Cynthia Nixon to bring it all full oh. circle. Oh my hey. god, full Here we circle. Go. Young Tatum O'Neill, a young Tatum O'Neill, also, also appeared the, in Sex and the City. What was the other one? The other movie, not little. Oh, maybe it is Little Darlings that I'm thinking of. But there was like Fox was Five, mm, which was the name is. of that's a reference. That's but she Isn't also that in Pulp Fiction. Was Ooh. it? Is, what's the thing that Uma Thurman's in in Pulp Fiction? Oh, I can't oh, remember. Fox Force 5, yes. Yeah. Fox oh, Force 5, yeah. There you go. Okay, catch up. I think I've, my wires <laughs> the, the, are the joke is The punchline to the joke is catch up. I wasn't telling you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, uh, I, just, I deserve wow. that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but Tony, she was also in Empty Nest. 
okay. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Was she in Age of She started Death? in. No, she was in okay. Family. That's what I mean. I weirdly you were saying she started in something. I weirdly have yeah, she, an hour long drama. I do yeah. know because I actually have. She has an album with her brother Jimmy. Her brother. I believe. Yeah. Yep. I have it. I've never listened to it, but I have it. Wow. You should bizarre Great. albums. Oh. That. oh yeah, it's on. It's on the list. Put it. On Is the it bizarre list. enough? I don't. I, again, I, I haven't listened. Be bizarre yet, enough. So. Yeah, we'll see. Wait. So I who, so... who dared not no, go know ahead, her? Right. Sorry, Dave. Sorry. No, you. I don't. can't remember if it was Kaylin or Gary. Just a couple of non-Christy McNichol guys. Um, Let's do an important segment now. This is where I bring up something highly, highly controversial. (laughs) And then we weigh in with a yes, please, or oh, please. This is not a segment for fence sitters. We are looking (laughs) for hot take. We're not looking for sometimes. We're not looking for maybe. We're not looking for I don't have a strong opinion. We're looking for strong opinions of two varieties. Yes, please, or oh, please. And we're looking for strong, polite opinions. (laughs) Yes. Is it yes, please? Give me some of that. Oh, please. That's much crap. All right. The topic at hand, again, highly controversial. I hope no one gets canceled. (laughs) Dots candy. Now, the way this came up was, and this might tip my mitt a little bit, but my husband and I were talking about, um, no, you know what? No, I, I will share it. I'll just let you know. I'm a very much oh police person. We were talking about like bad, we were talking about getting candy at the movie theater and how they had dots usually and then it's like who orders dots who wants dots and so then i've been thinking a lot about dots because i posted a picture of dots on my instagram and i'm like did you know anyone who's into these and so many people were very yes please about it which is shocking to me because when i think of dots i think of like rock hard (laughs) just that's what i think of rock hard and like they're a clump and you, you're like, well, I, I could go for one. I'll try it. And like an hour later, you're like, you give up. I'm very, very opalese on dots. And I actually yeah. looked up a little info about them, which I'll share after. Anyone else care to weigh in? Who, who wants to go first? Oh, sure. I will. I okay. uh, No, get them out of here. Absolutely not. Uh, to the point where uh, back in the day where you'd go trick-or-treating and they were in the house and that was the only candy left, you'd just go without candy. Because that's, it's not candy. I am a, such a sweet tooth that if it's, I also don't love the sweetest fish because they're not sweet enough. Mm. I need my teeth to hurt after the first bite. And they don't do that for me. They're not, they're not sweet enough. Too hard, not sweet enough. All right. So we got Get two opalises. Matt? I'm a full opalise with you. First of all, not entirely sure what they are. Secondly, <laughs> pretty sure that they are a fruit or tart or, 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 or like based candy, which to me uh, categorically is bullshit. Oh, which that's a controversial thing. I'm chocolate. If it's or not get chocolate, out. get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Dave. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the Opalese camp on this one as well. I, I don't mind like a sweet tart or a spree or something mm-hmm. like that, but these essentially just are reconstituted Swedish fish. Basically, mm. right? Like they're they're somewhere between a gummy bear and a Swedish fish, but in a in the shape of round, <laughs> and they're just not mm-hmm. that great. I there's a lot of besmirching of Swedish fish. I'm pretty <clears throat> I'm pretty into Swedish fish. 
But <clears throat> excuse me. So they're not like. What is happening? Oh no! I'm having a full meltdown. The mosquitoes—they're coming back. <laughs> uh, so I just want to say I think Swedish fish are better than dots, but I hear what you guys are saying, Tony. Uh, I think I'm—I'm I'm a little bit in uh, Matt's boat on this because I—I'm not positive I've ever had them. I, I've you know definitely seen them in the store a million times, and but I can't recall ever eating them. So by the descriptions you guys are giving. I'm going to go with Oh Police. <laughs> no. Yeah. Why? What, nothing sounds good about that. What do you think so, it says about me and Tony that we're both like, don't know what they are, don't like it? Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it. I don't want it. You mean you're decisive. Yeah. I respect it. Or, yes. Or does it say that you're followers? Because if we were all like, oh my God, they're so great. They're the best. They're delicious. I ate them throughout my whole pregnancy or whatever people say. Um, then I feel like maybe you, you wouldn't be so decisively against them. I would be more open-minded toward it, I think. Mm. I mean, I okay. think I would still try them no matter what just to see. But I, I don't think I've been in a scenario where someone said, hey, want some dots? <laughs> <laughs> right. Go to my Instagram. There's so – Allie Ward, the, who you mentioned before, the aforementioned yes. Allie Ward said her father loves them more than her. People – fuck. I, wow. there was a lot of like, yum. There was like, a lot of love for dots. So I read about them. I, by the way, why am I yelling? I don't know. I'm just getting very – No, it's a passionate topic. Passionate. Your tone is correct. Passionate you, about you found the right. mosquitoes and I'm passionate right, about – The question is why aren't the rest of us yelling more about dots? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so they, they call themselves gumdrops. And to me, a gumdrop is covered in sugar on the outside. Mm-hmm. So yes. they're, like, they're like shaved gumdrops. Um, and because they're in the cardboard box, they dry out really quickly. And the article yes. I read, I believe it was like in Mental Floss, um, said that if they were in some kind of foil packaging, they would stay fresh for a lot longer, but they, the water content evaporates really quickly. So I don't know. Maybe I've had, never had a fresh dot. Perhaps I was going to say, so dot. we owe please to packaging? Is that what we're really mad We at? are. I guess I like know. if they're you know straight from the conveyor belt, then they might be better or different no. i don't but to me that's no. still uh, fuck off with your dots <laughs> only only ever had them at a movie theater in right. that context also i remember there being a black licorice one yes those like are called a black crows one that tastes like or black crows Wait. well no, one of the colors is oh, oh. that's in the world oh okay there, I, there's, yeah, there's like a product and, and red and and yellow but then there's also a black dot that's in the assortment and there's and like, it just you're really telling me there's a out. spinoff dot called Black Crows? <laughs> yes, or possibly. I actually, actually, I believe that the dots are the spinoff crows. The Black wow. Crows came first, and they are licorice-shaped dots, licorice-flavored dots. And there's some question about whether they're dark purple or dark green or, or actually black. I'm telling you. Weird. Wow. Okay. There's so, a lot yeah. to get into when no. it comes to... On. The sordid world of dots. Okay. Sorry and now, about the oh, that's okay. Sorry, right. mine did it last week. Okay. Right. How is how is moose? How is moose? That's for public consumption, right? That moose is, has a bit of an attitude these days. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, she. I don't know if I'd go so far as to say an attitude, but uh, a, a little bit more of an attitude than I had gotten for the first five months or whatever it had been. <laughs> Uh, 
because she's she's so mellow and so sweet and then you know it's just been all she really knows is me and her in our place and uh now uh there's suddenly a a new a new lady coming around sometimes and uh oh boy she's uh yeah she's she's uh noticeably jealous uh she's never she's not mean about it uh she's always like excited if she comes by and she'll always pet her and uh they're fine but like if i try to sit next to her then moose will jump over her to try and get in the middle of us and she's had a few accidents on the floor lately which she hadn't done since like the first 24 48 hours i got her yeah drama yeah getting told Mm -hmm. don't care for it yeah what are you supposed to do i feel like uh what's his face Susan milan would have all sorts of advice but i feel like he's been um I feel people aren't into him anymore. No? Does he just... Did he get canceled? No, no he didn't get canceled, but um, I think in the dog training world, he is not revered in the same way he is. In the, like, I've just heard dog trainers say negative things about him. I feel Maybe like that Renee hasn't gone knows wide. what's up with the season. Yeah, I think he, he would still imply some punish-based training mm. and we're now finding that reward-based training works better for humans and adults <laughs> like don't shame shame doesn't work for anybody so if we can if we can find a way to treat your way into good behavior then that's probably better long term and for mental stability yeah that was one of the, kind of one of the things recommended to me was just uh yeah doing the whole the whole treat thing a little more often of just like kind of helping build up her confidence you know get her to to lay down and shake and all you know the normal things you get them to do but maybe do that a little more often and reward her and that'll supposedly help boost her confidence and uh yeah little things like that so i'm told it's very sweet well, back in the day of the year was 1843 i was still <laughs> kissing people uh and i had a, a new a new bow that i was kissing and Tungpo, uh you know and we're we're engaged in what we're doing and then all of a sudden we just hear like the slightest little uh, and he had put his face right up there to be like, I mean, obviously we're adding me uh, at some point. So uh, oh, it so was delightful. Just the best. But that's the, the most jealous he's Please ever tell been. me but you he, both obliged. Obviously. Obviously. Okay, we took turns. The night got wild. Uh, but no, it was just, uh, it is interesting how that adjustment is an adjustment for them. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's It's both frustrating and adorable at the same time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Renee, I didn't know yeah. you were kissing anyone. That again, the year was eighteen forty-three. You recall? It, honestly, what God? When was that? Oh no, that you was haven't three had about years that ago. You've had it was three, three years? years ago. Yeah, oh. can you believe that? Oh, wow. We just hit our uh, yeah because it was soon after I had just got him, and he was just like, "Well, all right, here we go." I know. <laughs> um, uh, David, Matt, I think you know this. Listeners of the show know this, that I am on a, a two-year hiatus of aggressively not dating. And I moved into this place uh, calling it a husband trap. That was my whole thing. I was going to do it and I was going to be it. And now I, I still don't want to. Do you think it'll ever kick back up for me? Will we Will we ever want to date again? I mean, it's well, a weird time to try right now. but Yeah. yeah I think I when this know. is all over, it's going to be a free-for-all. Yeah. You Should always- I wait for really a free-for-all? Do. Yes. You might meet someone and then realize i feel like it's i feel like probably you'll meet someone and that will pull you out of it more than just feeling receptive to it because i was on 
a hiatus when I met Daniel, like a pretty staunch hiatus that had stretched on for years. And I remember feeling worried about that. Like I, like when I broke up with the boyfriend that had kicked off the hiatus, I would go into a restaurant and I would see couples sitting there and I would think, Oh, thank God I'm not in a relationship. (laughs) Like, Oh, thank God I'm not part of that. Mm -hmm. And that seemed a normal feeling at the beginning, but then it kept going on and on and on and on and on. And I was like, when is this feeling going to go? When am I going to stop being relieved that I'm not doing all of that? Yeah. And then I moved back here. I was living with my parents again, Mm -hmm. commuting to work. Well, at the beginning, I didn't have a job. And then I was just like, I'm the world's biggest loser. And then not the show, just an actual loser. (laughs) And then I started commuting to work and my life felt very on, like not on terra firma. I just felt like I'm... In the, in the midst of this humongous transition, it would be terrible for me to date someone. I met Daniel. We were just friends. Um, I told him, I think we should be just friends. And then, like, well, and, and then we kissed one night, and then we've been together ever since. But I yeah. think, but it didn't come from me being like, now I'm ready to be in a relationship now again. It came it. from me feeling like I just don't want to stop talking and being around this person. Yeah. Well, because Tony's been really inspirational in this, like hearing his story and so many stories of like finding your person in pandemic just because you've got that highly concentrated time together. And so I will, you know, finish texting with him and be like, I'm doing it. I'm going to get in. And then I just can't get on the apps. I'm like, I don't want to. You you keep telling me September. You keep telling me uh, that you're. We'll see. Yeah. September sounds uh, right. Does that seem about right? Is it time for love? Renee, just give me the login and I will handle. Yo. All right, you swipe for me. Take <laughs> yes. care of it for me. All right. Um, but I am inspired by both stories, both Tony and Allison's. Uh, I'm going to wait for it to show up and then maybe I'll hop online. Are you on the apps and you just yeah. – so you'd have to like – see, how, for me – I mean, I, not that I'm doing this right now, but having right. to set up a whole thing, like that is a whole thing I don't want to deal with. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you, it do, doesn't take do you, that long. It doesn't? Okay. In the old days, it did. In the old days, there was like a thousand questions. And I'm not talking about eHarmony even. I'm talking about like the Onion Personals, like Spring Street Network, or even OkCupid. I feel like you needed a whole headline. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. never really like three questions, right? done one ever until this year. So and now is it just a photo of yourself and that's it? No, there was like a few questions that you could answer, but I, I don't even think you necessarily had to. It, it, there were a lot of options. Like it wasn't like you had to do everything. I think there's a certain amount of things you have to do, but like you can you can choose to do more or less. I kept it yeah. pretty simple. Matt, are a, you in a relationship? I am. We are approaching seven years. Oh wow! And I kind of like you was uh, met Michael, my boyfriend, when. Um, I was very much not looking for a relationship. I was uh, honestly, I had just gotten out of one not that long ago. That was like, I, the guy was like emotionally abusive and full sociopath. And I was just kind of coming out of that. Like, Ooh, thank God that's over. And I'm just going to like, frankly, hook up with a bunch of people as sort of like just a palate cleanser and like a revenge thing almost. And met michael online uh kind of thinking maybe it would be that but it ended up we ended up going on a real date and 
you know, he was like, I just got here from Canada and I was like, I'm going to lock you down before you realize how hot you are. <laughs> I did. What about you, Dave? I, I'm, I know you've told me the story of how you met Ben, but remind mm-hmm. us, were you looking for a relationship then? I, a little bit was. I mean, it was, it was 15 years ago. So I was, oh, wow. whatever I was like. 34 or whatever. Um, so yeah, always. Um, and we, we actually, we met online. We met on Yahoo singles, which I don't even know. I guess I, I like, I had, I too was just out of a relationship and I, and I had forgotten that I had a, a login and I was like, (laughs) Oh, I'm just going to log in and see what's what. And then there was this like adorable blonde boy playing instruments. I was like, okay. And then we went uh, to the other room on Abbott Kinney and, uh, and hung out and started talking. And that was that. There you go. These are good, These are good success stories. Yeah. I like it. But also right. I feel like Renee, you're in the right headspace because when you genuinely are not looking is when it happens. That's when it happens. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. I'll Take it. My therapist, uh, oh, this was a while ago, uh, through this question, she's like, anytime you are having trouble with a decision, put the offer out there. So if I were to say to you, well, do you want to be married with a backyard? If your answer is yes, then you're not confused about this. You want it. You're just nervous about the process. So right. let's focus on the nervous element of it, mm. which is probably true. But I think I also just really like living alone for a second. I'll get it's a good feeling. It in a minute. It and it's a yeah. good skill to cultivate. Being, yeah, you know. Yeah. Wait, I want to understand what your therapist now. says. So when yes. you're trying to figure out, like, if you feel like, oh, I'm so indecisive, then yeah, just so, say to yourself, "Do you want?" Right. This thing? So, like in the past, Allison, you've been like, "God, do I want to just be a therapist? Do I? Mm-hmm. Is that maybe my second career?" So, if I were to say to you, "Great news, you've got a thriving practice. Do you want it?" No. Okay. Then there's your answer. <laughs> See. <laughs> So I think it's the element of like, give yourself the option of it successfully. Right. Is what will make you be like, oh, fuck. Yes, I do want right. that. Okay. That uh, or, ac- yeah, does that make That kind of goes straight into this thought oh. experiment that I wanted Let's us to do. Um, and that makes it's it sound like experiment? I looked a thought experiment. <laughs> Wait, what did you think it I said? Really, it really sounded like you said this fuck experiment. <laughs> All right. Uh, this I'm is so a sorry I didn't warn you about the show. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> No, it's a thought experiment. It doesn't even involve okay. fucking. It is a thought okay. experiment. Now, thought experiment, it makes it sound like I like looked this up in some psychological book uh, and was like, Let- no, this is just something I was thinking about earlier. And then I, I thought, it's I've said too much. I'm just going to get into it. Okay. If you found out that what you are currently doing in your life, and I mean it in a career sense, but really it could be in any sense, was actually exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And I will explain. Would you feel relieved or would you feel disappointed? And the reason I was thinking about this was, and it's funny, Renee, that you said my questions of like, maybe I should be a therapist, which just speaks to my whole like, what am I supposed to be in this world thing? Um, I was a writer before I was anything and I worked at magazines and I have always like, I've always felt like that's probably actually my true calling. Like my real, I think my, I have, uh, you know, my real talent is in writing and I got to get back to that at some point or I haven't like done enough with that. I have, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like maybe, and then I was thinking, 
but what if really I am supposed to be a podcaster? Like that never quite occurred to me. Um, like what if this is actually the best use of my talents? And so if I found, you know, if like whoever's God on high, which I don't believe in, but if someone was like, yes, you are exactly, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. Like, would I feel relieved or would I feel like, oh man, I felt like I was destined for more than that. Um, so how would you guys feel? It's a good question. Well, how do you feel if it were a podcast, yeah. if that was your destiny, how would you feel about that? I'm giving myself more time to think as I ask. Yeah, no, I know. No, I had the same question. (laughs) I think, I think maybe right today I would feel relieved. I would feel like, oh, I'm in, I'm, I am doing then what I'm supposed to be doing. Cause I feel like this time spent on all these like sliding doors, realities of the ways that, of what I could have done or should maybe should have done is just sort of a, it doesn't feel good to think about really. Yeah. And, and there's, yeah. you know, there's actually time in theory, time to do everything. And, you know, we all have multiple careers. So today I think I'd feel relieved. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I would mostly feel relieved uh, because, yeah, kind of like you said, I do lots of different things. And a lot of times, you know, new exciting things pop up here and there that still kind of feel like that's what I'm already doing. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? I think so. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think that would feel good because it, it, I feel like it's open-ended enough for me in my scenario that I may be enjoying what I'm doing, but then there are also still some uh, parts of it that are exciting that are coming up. Maybe, or maybe not. What do you think, Dave? I feel like maybe I've crafted this fuck experiment <laughs> in a confusing way. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. I okay. think I would be a little disappointed only because um, I like everything that I'm doing, but I'm doing a million different things right now. And I'm, and I'm putting energy and attention in a lot of different directions with the idea that one of them at some point will be mm-hmm. the thing that I do. You know what I mean? Um and I don't know that I've found the thing that I do yet. And I don't, I don't, I don't think I want to be, you know, a 65 year old who's got, you know, 15 hustles. You know what I mean? Right. Like I would like to settle on one thing, you know, go wide and deep with it. And that's my thing. I enjoy all the things that I'm doing and I, you know, so it's, it's hard to pick just one, but I, I, the idea is that something will catch fire and then that's my thing. Is so, there a particular yeah. one that you want most to be the thing? Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I, what I want is to – what I want is a life that doesn't necessarily exist anymore, mm. um, which is I want – like I would love to move into like the Dave Barry space – Yes. You know what I mean? And just write columns and, you know, two, three times a year, there's a book out and it's just like, oh, I have an idea. And then it's like, and then I sit in my cabin and I, and I write it out and I live in a, you know, a quirky town in Vermont full of eccentrics mm-hmm. and, a, you know, and a wise old dog and, <laughs> and all of that. Like I want, I want that sort of life, mm-hmm. but I don't know that necessarily that exists anymore. Right. You know? Did, you know, um, it's a good question. Did it did it even exist for a lot of people? Like the professional syndicated humorist. There's Dave Barry. There's yeah. like 
you know. Mike Royko. There's Harry Bradshaw. Uh, Jimmy Breslin. There's <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw. I'm, I'm not familiar. Who is of that? Of course. Say it again. There's... There's like most of the panelists on the game shows of the 50s, 60s, 70s. You know, there there was that that kind of yeah Bennett Surf and shit like that. Like there there were all kinds of and then they they you know they tended to work for you know a, a, a publisher or something like that. But you could just be you could be like George Plimpton or or Calvin Trillin or whatever and like go on talk shows and then you have a book every. Every so often. Right. And I, I don't necessarily know that that's true anymore. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have podcasts. So. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But in a way, as you're saying that, Dave, I was thinking like, but you kind of are living that life. In a way, all of us are in sort quarantine. Of. We are all in our own little like cabin in Vermont. <laughs> right. But right. I do believe I just had a great therapy sesh today. And thing we come back to a lot is like, Imagine yourself five years ago getting seeing where you are now and how good it would feel and how optimistic you would be and how can you bring some of that into the now. And I definitely right. think that applies to you, Dave. Okay. Thank you for that. I will take that note. <laughs> we are all, I love that we're pooling our therapy. Our, yeah, our yeah, therapy. Exactly, exactly. Let's just bring it Take all together. Everybody, what did you learn this week? <laughs> um, I haven't seen it, mine in ages and I can't wait. Are you doing remote or no? I will be doing remote. I stopped for a little bit, but I'm about to start up again, and I'm very excited. Mm. But if you want, I could just keep seeing Dr. Barry, and then I'll just check in with you and tell you what I said to me. I think that would be great. Let's (laughs) We'll do both. We'll do both. Perfect. Everybody Uh, wins. Matt, what about you? The thought experiment. I would definitely be relieved because kind of like you, I've had, I mean, I, I wouldn't even call it a career, but I spe- I came up as an actor. I, 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 you know, like was a theater major in college and moved out here to do that and had this just like, you know, decade plus of circling around that. And it was like so painful for all the obvious boring reasons. And, but like through failing did sort of stumble in, like kind of uh, back into TV writing and, and I'm, I'm happy doing that now. That of course has its own version of like everything Dave is saying of, of there are a lot of irons in the fire and you do want one thing to kind of go like wide and deep. Um, But having had something that like sort of defined you and then having to make the, choice like oh i'm not gonna do that anymore i'm not gonna pursue that anymore. that's not gonna be my label anymore is so like embarrassing in in ways and so if i were to learn that this was not that i was supposed to be doing that and i had already you know you know pivoted five years ago i'd be like oh fuck i have to go back to that <laughs> shit right yeah um do you guys want to do a little bit of just me or Wait, everyone? did we get Renee's answer? Oh, my God. Oh, oh. so sorry. Yeah, well, listen, I didn't raise my hand. That's why. No, I, that's no. You got to raise your hand no, if you want to get called on. This is not a hand raising situation. This is a we ask everyone and I shirked my duty. Thank you, Dave. Sure. Sure. sure, sure. Okay. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Um, right. Gosh, it, it is. It's such a good question. I feel like I'd be just a little disappointed, not with homophilia. It's the dream job, that element, but that's only Likewise. like, 
three or four hours a week. Uh, everything else is uh, is kind of like cheerleading and uh, helping everybody else do what they want to do. And I think I'd be like, oh, no, it's true. I'm just a cheerleader. I was never allowed to be creative. So if mm-hmm. I can just find something that makes me a little bit more creative, mwah, what a gift. What a gift that would be. Uh, but I think I think that's just tweaking the actual job itself. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It yeah. does. Yeah, it's interesting to think about. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Let's Here do some Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Okay, this is the segment where people write in with things that they do and they wonder, is it just them? Is it everyone? Uh, and then we weigh in. And if you would like to submit your Just Me or Everyone's, tweet them to at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F uh, and use the hashtag J-M-O-E, stands for Just Me or Everyone. Okay, uh, Vanessa Williamson says, after years of singing along to a song, I never bother to learn the lyrics and instead keep singing gibberish. Sometimes I do that, but then eventually I will become conscious of the fact that I've been doing that and I'm like, I got to find out what the lyrics are. That's how I do it. I do a version of that. I do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll do that. Have, or yeah, just not know what it is. And then a lot of times there'll be like one day I'll hear the songs like, oh, that's what they're saying in that part. Yeah. That happens Mm -hmm. a lot. Exactly. Danielle Lynn says, draft my email in its entirety and review before putting the email addresses in the two line on the off chance that I would accidentally hit send early. Yes, not always, but oftentimes if I'm writing an email, like I'll, I'll put it, the name in the to field at, at the beginning. And then if I'm writing it and I realize I, something will make me realize like, oh, it'd be very awful if this got sent prematurely. So then I go take it out. Yes. I, uh, we I, talk about this severely dyslexic. And so there's, uh, and inevitably, if I put the uh, little emails in there early, there's going to be a typo. It's a guarantee. Mm. I've never done this, but I'm going to start. That's very smart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've never good. done it either. Yep. I do what I do if I'm sending, especially if I'm sending, if I've screen grabbed something and I'm, and I'm like forwarding that text to somebody else to, you know, talk shit inevitably, <laughs> I look at it before I send, I look at the name that I'm about to send it to and I say it at three times in my head, Nigel, <laughs> Nigel, do I want to talk shit about that person, <laughs> Nigel? Yes, I do. And then I send it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's the best practice I've heard. Yeah. I, uh, Years ago, when I was living in New York, I don't talk about it often, but I did live in New York. Um, I was, uh, there was this guy that I liked, and I had had an email exchange with him. I don't, I don't know what the details were, but I was talking to another friend about it, and I sent the other friend an email, and I was like, he said, and then I quoted him, but I sent it to him by mistake. Mm. And you don't want to do that. No, but thank God it wasn't, it could have been so much worse. It could have been like, what do you think he meant by that? And it could have had like all sorts of detail, but instead he, I just, then I'm like, oops, that I forget how I even handled it, but it really didn't blow up in the way that I thought, but I felt like my skin was on fire. I was like, oh my God. Oh yeah. (laughs) Terrible. Um, I I was just going to give more examples, but we don't need them. We get it. Have you done (laughs) this? I know, but got very close oh, over the weekend. There was a little like ways to know if someone is a narcissism uh, ha- or has ways to know if someone is a narcissist uh, and nearly sent it to her. 
Nearly. Oh, God. But, <laughs> phew. Wow. Just but barely. honestly, just you barely. might have helped her. Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't think she would have known. I don't, right. I don't feel right. like she That's would have been like, well, it doesn't apply to me. Right. Uh, she just would have thought wow. it was about someone else. You guys both right. know. Andrew <laughs> Ant says, uh, when an accident closes three or more lanes and the backup is six miles, I always say there better be a fatality to make this worth it. Mm. I don't think I have that one specifically, uh, no. but I, I can understand. Well, I mean, I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't get it. I think that person's a monster. Might be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Phil Scrogg said, when I walk through a park or grassy area, I always look down so I don't accidentally punt a honeybee covering, I mean, hovering close to the grass. I've never even thought about that. I'm sorry, no, bee friends. Me either. But good practice. Oh, We're good learning person. so much here. You know, I think I've only been stung by a bee once or twice when I was like under 10 years old. Yeah. And I feel yeah. lucky. Yeah, when I'm was the s- last time you were stung? I'm the same boat. I was probably even younger. I don't even remember it. I've just heard the stories. So I literally <laughs> don't even have any clue what it feels like. Isn't that funny? I was also young. Why did they go for kiddos? Well, I think I accidentally Bees? stepped on the bee. So you'd no. think yeah. I really Kids would do reckless. what he's talking about. Oh, because we're fucking with him. Okay. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I, I was, was just telling this story the other day. Uh, the first time I got stung by a bee, it was probably six. And uh, and it was like – it was a neighborhood party and all the adults were inside and all the kids were just running around in circles outside. And and we like – we disturbed uh, a beehive somehow. Mm. And uh, – and a bee stung me. And I was like terrified of the idea of bee stings. And uh, and the bee stung me and it hurt a little, but it wasn't that bad. And I was like, oh, that's what a bee sting is. Like, okay, I, I got it. That's that's fine. I'm over it. Very Peggy Lee is that all there is, right? So I was like, okay, fine. I've done it. And so I mentioned that to an older kid, uh, this girl, Amy, who was like two years older than me. And she was like, oh, that was your first bee sting? And I was like, yeah. She said, okay. Um, after the third one, you die. Oh my god! And uh, and I was like, Ugh! like I really freaked out because I believed her because she was eight and I of was course. six. So cruel! Oh my god! Yeah, and I think she probably believed it. Kids probably. are such monsters. Yeah, but yeah. also your threshold for pain at six is really high because yeah, it's also bee stings aren't that bad. Ah, uh, they wow, are. I was, I rem- they're very bad. I remember being like. You. I remember thinking, oh, this is really, really uncomfortable. Like, it's burning. It hurts pretty bad. Yeah. That was my reaction. Huh. Yeah. Tough cookie. I have okay. a small, low pain threshold. I'm like, I, I got a tattoo on my back that's like this big and took five minutes and thought it was the most excruciating pain that anyone has ever, you know, suffered through. I wish there was a test that we could all take that would be like, oh, you have a high threshold or you have a low threshold. But for Dave, with you, because you run marathons, does that mm-hmm. hurt? Yes, a lot. Okay, okay. It's so terrible. you can feel pain. You're capable <laughs> the of last, it. Oh, yeah. The last <laughs> one that I did, that I did L.A. And, uh, and then I came home and we had a loose um, – there was like a loose step on our on, on the steps going from our bedroom to our uh, backyard. Uh, it's like a wooden deck steps, and I uh, and I like I had driven myself home, and I was hobbling my way to the pool to like 
relieve the pain and and I disturbed the loose step and I stepped on a rusty screw. Oh my god. <laughs> into oh my no. heel after having done a marathon. No. And I was like no. that was one of those pains. <laughs> like usually foot like when you if you stub a toe or something like that, it's that slow moving pain mm-hmm. that like you can feel yeah, going up yeah. your body into your head. This what because my body was fully exhausted, it like took forever. I was like this <laughs> Is going to reach my head in like 45 <laughs> seconds. I oh, hate God. This so much. Oh, it was God. Really it was really Did bad. you get a tetanus shot? Uh, no, I didn't. Do you have tetanus? No. <laughs> I'm all good. Dave, you know after you step on three nails, you die. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. guys, this was so much fun. Thank you fun. so much for joining me. Uh, I would like to say hello and welcome to the new patrons, including two whose names I feel I mangled last week. Um, so they're getting a redo. Welcome, Kate, Shonda, Carrie, Allison, not me, different Allison, Shmoo, and Rayma. Again, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Patreon. Uh, cameo. I'm on Cameo, cameo.com slash Allison Rosen. And subscribe to my YouTube, please. It's newly revamped youtube.com slash allison rosen if you like what you're hearing here download click rate review it helps out the show etc tell your friends um follow me on twitter and instagram at allison rosen and listen to childish uh dave yes plug whatever you would like to plug and tell people where to find you um i am on twitter and instagram at dave holmes um and i mean homophilia is the podcast it is on the earwolf network uh, new episodes every Thursday night slash Friday morning. Wonderful. Matt? I would also like to encourage people to listen to Homophilia. And uh, I'm on Twitter at Matt McConkey and on Instagram at Matt McConks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that my I yes. think that sounds yes. right. Yeah, that sounds right. Seems yeah. right. Renee? Well, I also want to plug homophilia, and I'll have you know oh. that if Allison and Tony weren't here, I just I'll plug whatever I'm part of. And so, if you guys weren't here, I'd be plugging yours too. But uh, it's just so I don't think we ever talked about like the concept of the show. And so, I think the oh. thing that they do so brilliantly is they talk about uh, what you're loving and who you're loving. So they just it's masterful what a therapy session each episode is in that they like loosen people up all their guests up and be like just tell me what tv shows you're watching so everybody feels comfortable and then they're like now tell me about your love life and you just you get everything all in one episode and it was my favorite oh. show before i started producing it and it continues to be my favorite show today so it's a we favorite love you, of me favorite of you rate review and subscribe Thank you. You. okay that's it now i'm done and also can i pet your dog oh sure and it's <laughs> also good <laughs> Tone Zone? Uh, my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. That's it right now. And I got super audio nitpicky over the weekend and made Tony do extra mixes. And so thank you for putting up with me because I felt like I was a little bit... Um, I was like... Um, annoying. So thank you. <laughs> You're fine. It's all good. Thank you. Um, listeners, thank you so much for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. 